0: Thank you for tuning in to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. We pray this podcast blesses you as Pastor Calvin King delivers a message from God. I want to talk to you today, and I know we've been dealing with trying to struggle to live a satisfied life. Today, I want to talk to you about living the, 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 the sanctified life or the satisfied life. It's going to cost us something, and I just want to talk to you today. I don't want to shout. I don't want to holler. I want you to feel from my heart what God is doing in your life. Because I'm going to tell you the truth. He's been doing the same thing in my life. So I'm not standing up here as one who has apprehended. But one thing I do, I'm forgetting those things that are behind. And I'm pressing forward to the mark of the prize of the high calling. There's a higher calling for me. And there's a higher calling for me. There's a higher calling for you. You're not here by accident. There's a purpose and a plan that God has in mind for you. Now, I'm going to echo. Y'all kind of fix that back there for me. I don't need no distractions. I don't need no devil. I already bind up the devil, so don't make me bind you all up. All right? I want to be able to really, truly speak into your spirit today. I'm not talking to natural people, to human flesh. Today, I'm talking to your spirit man. Amen. If you forget that you are a spirit being, you're going to miss out on a whole lot that God has for you. Yeah. You're going to be carnal in your thinking. You're, be, you're going to be carnal in your actions. But if you remember that you are a spirit being, that God created you as a spirit being, you have a body, you live in a body, you have a soul, but you are a spirit being. And the, most you, the more you understand that, the better chances that you're going to be successful and enjoy this life. Yeah. Amen? Amen. So in order to live a satisfied life, we're going to have to abide in him. Can you agree with me so far? He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can have what you will. You can have it all. But there are guidelines, there are procedures, and there's a process that you're going to have to go through. And today I'm going to talk to you about it, and I hope that you get it. And for some of you all, it's going to get real quiet to you because you're going to see what God is doing. But I want you to remind yourself that you are a work in progress. You you know, in some churches, they tell you to look to the neighbor and tell your neighbor. I don't want you to look to your neighbor. I want you to talk to yourself. (laughs) I want you to speak to yourself and tell yourself, I am a work in progress. It's happening. It's moving forward faster than what you think. The more you abide in Him, the more you're going to start seeing God do some things in your life. There are some of you all that may refuse and you may not adhere to what I'm telling you. The bad news is Your life is going to continue to be a struggle. God brought you into his word, into his church, into his will for you to understand how the system is set up. So many people are fighting against the system. You can't beat a system. It's been designed for people to either flow in it or flow out. The system is telling you what's going on and how things are operating. If you drive a car, a car has a system. You see it and don't realize it's a system. When you look at your dashboard, you have a hot hand, you have a gas hand, you have an oil hand in most cars. You can look at those hands and monitor the system to see if everything is operating correctly. If this hand says that you lower oil, I guarantee you, you better check it out. If this hand is telling you it's running hot, it's getting hot, hold- you better pull over. If this hand is on E, when it hit G, you're gone. <laughs> so there's a system in place to let you know when malfunctioning or things are not running right. Yeah. If human being has enough sense to put a system in place for your automobile that's going to get you from here to there, What about your God? The problem is, and the reason why we're not living the satisfied life, we're not paying attention to the systems. We're not looking at the warning signs. We're not looking at what God says. We're not looking at the manual. Today I want to help you to show you that your father loves you. How many of you here are Christians? You've been born again. All right. If you've been born again, you have a father, a spiritual father, a father in heaven. And today we're going to see how he deals with us. Amen? Amen. First of all, I want to show you Isaiah chapter chapter 1, verse 19 and 20. Watch this. It's from the King James Version. If you be willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Now, you want to live a satisfied life. You're going to have to learn to be willing, and most of us have been born again. You know what? We are willing. I wanted to sink in a little bit. If you've been born again, if you are a Christian, you are willing. Yeah, you're willing to do what's right. You're willing to live right. The problem comes in is being obedient. And God said they go hand in hand. You can be willing all the day long, but your obedience sets you up for the blessings. You must be willing and obedient if you're going to eat the good of the land. God set this in place. You cannot argue with it. You cannot refute it. It's set in place by God. You're going to have to learn obedience. And I've had to go through this in my life, and I'm still going through it. There was one time in my life when it really didn't matter that much because I was doing my own thing, and I knew God. I was willing to do right, but I always did wrong, okay? But my walk today is so much far away from what it used to be. And how it got to that point is I started trying to obey, and I started trying to get myself together because that next part of that scripture told me, but if you refuse, and rebelled. I wasn't rebelling against God. I was just refusing to do what he said to me. mm-hmm. I mean, rebellion is a hard word. It's almost like I'm telling God no. and I wasn't going to do that. But in my actions, I denied him. In my actions, I did just what he said don't do. I rebelled. And if you rebel, you shall be devoured with the sword. For out of my mouth the Lord says, I have spoken it, and I'm not going to take it back. Listen to me good. So many people want their life to be better, and they want to do better. They're willing to do what's right, but because you end up doing wrong, God handles you the way he has told you he was going to handle you in in his word. Let me show you something. This is where Paul was when he was talking. I gave you this last week. Romans chapter 7, verse 24 through 25 from the New Living Translation. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by, my sin, by sin and death? Paul was at a point where he was willing. The problem came in trying to be obedient. And he was torn between the two. And he got to a point where he said, I am miserable. And some of you right now are miserable and you didn't know why you were miserable. You're depressed and don't know why you're depressed. You're willing. You come to church. You come on Wednesdays and Sundays. You're trying to do what's right, but you're miserable, sometimes even depressed. I believe it's because of this last part that's going on inside of our spirit being that's causing us to not be easy with ourselves. Baby, why don't you turn this light on on the inside? And you might think it's okay, but you're not going to be happy trying to sin. It's something just not going to add up right. You know to do good. And because you want to do wrong, you're miserable. And so many of you have learned how to live miserable, you don't even know how to live right. You, You live so long being happy with misery. And God's trying to get you out of it, and some of you have just accepted it, that this is the way it is. No, God wants you to live an abundant life. He wants you to be happy. But there's a system in place that's going to get you there, and you have to realize that you are a work in progress. God's working on you. He's not through with you yet. Watch this. Thank God. Did you see how he answered this? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. So you see how it is. In my mind, I really want to obey God's law, but because of my sin nature, I am a slave to sin. I'm willing. I just can't be obedient. I said I wasn't going to cuss you out, but you got on my last nerve. And you know what that did? That cost me something. hmm Some of us don't realize how God works with us. But just like I work with my children, when you do it right, you get all the blessings. When you do wrong, there has to be a punishment. God loves you. He wants to see you happy, but he has to get you to a point where you're going to obey him. So what he does is put some things that he has promised you out of your reach. There could be some things that God has for you, and it could be right here. Reach for this, Miss King. She can reach it. Now, if Miss King has just done something wrong, reach for this, Miss King. She stand up, I'm going to raise it up, I stand up in the chair. I go as far as she wants to go to make sure that she does not get it. Why? Because she was rebelling. When you rebel, not that God does not have it for you, not that he does not want you to have it, but because of your rebellion, he puts it up higher until you mature to a level where you can reach it. You're miserable because it keeps getting out of reach. Because every time he gets ready to bless you, you, you take the, 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 the lure of the devil and you sin, and God says, well, you're not ready yet. Yeah. It's not that he don't want you to have it. He put it up so you can have it. Because if he gives it to you now, the devil's going to take it. God is wise. Yes. He knows. The problem is that we don't know. Well, Pastor... I, 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 don't, I don't really believe that. Well, let me show you somebody who did. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 8. The New Living Translation says this. Even though Jesus was God's son, he learned what? How did he learn it? hmm He learned obedience by things in which he suffered. Not that he suffered sickness or disease or anything like that, but he suffered because he learned how to be obedient when they was talking about him when they were putting him down, when they were spitting in his face. Oh, you think you're going, going through something because somebody on your job is talking about you because they're saying some bad things about you because they, 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 they took your pay down. <laughs> they took some points away from you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know why? God's trying to teach you something. You say you trust him. You say you love him. But do you really? God said, I brought my children of Israel through the desert and I put them through these tests because I wanted to know if they truly loved me. Yeah. He put Abraham through a test. Abraham, give me your only son. When Abraham got ready to do it, he stopped and he said, now I know. Yeah. When you're going through your battles, God is saying something in heaven. He's like, mm, put it up higher. Or he says, now I know. Yeah. Now watch this. Some of you all in here, You're going through some things, and it's just your test. These are things that God's allowing to come your way. Not that he's testing you. He can't be tested. He's not going to test you. But what he's doing, he's allowing you to experience some things just to see how you're going to act, how you're going to handle yourself. You ought to be able to handle a little bit more temptation this year than you did last year. There are some of you all, some most of you all, or the rest of you all in here, you got what we call self-inflicted wounds. You're doing a lot of this to yourself. It's not the other people. And you may blame them on your job for doing this, but it was something that God had been trying to tell you to correct. You won't correct it. So therefore, God has to allow you to be put in a position where you see yourself. Why? Because he's trying to teach you obedience. When the blessings are ready to come your way, you're going to have to be obedient to God to get those blessings. When my kids, know, they know Christmas time coming, and, and we, done, we messed up so much, you know, you guys. We messed up so much with our children. We're going to get them something for Christmas anyway. You're going to do something for them for their birthday anyway. I don't care how bad they've been. I don't care. You know what we produce? Some Rebellious children. Because they don't pay the price for nothing. My son told me, yeah. I said, well, don't you supposed to pay a price for what you did wrong? No. Really? You're not? You can do wrong and not pay. Where did you get this mindset from? From the church. From us. Because we, we do wrong and expect God to still bless us. There are no consequences. We ask for forgiveness and we move on, and we're not asking for forgiveness. We're just asking for permission. Could it be what you're going through is because of your rebellion? Pastor, I understand what you're saying, but I don't like this suffering stuff. I don't think suffering is a good thing. Now, I'm not talking about suffering, sickness, diseases, loss of loved ones. I'm not talking about that. God has a way of using things that will cause you to suffer. And it's the goodness of God, I'm going to show you in a minute, that leads you to repentance. Yeah. Whether you believe it or not, it's a good thing when God afflicts you. Yeah. Watch this. I had to bag it up with Scripture. David said it best. My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to what? Pay attention. To pay attention to your degree." You know, when God get on you, you know what you do? You pay attention. When stuff starts going crazy in your life, it's God trying to get you to pay attention to what you're doing. He's trying to get you to pay attention before it gets too bad, before it gets too ugly. And some of you are so bent on doing it your way. You're so bent on having it your way that you challenge God. And God is not the type of person who's going to let you challenge him with sin. Oh, I've been talking to you for the last six weeks or so about trying to get together, trying to do this. Well, guess what? We fasted, we prayed. And if you fasted in and all, God showed you a little bit of you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Some of you are impatient. You're fasting, but you couldn't wait to get off that little 5 o'clock in the morning thing just so you could eat everything in sight. You have no self-control. Well, I'm not a cusser. I'm not drinking. I'm not on dope. Well, you, you, you're still damaging your body. You're eating everything in sight. God wants us to have some limits, some control on ourselves, and stop saying that we're not as bad as nobody else. We're all messed up and need him. Yep, yep. Well Pastor says I'm going through all this and I'm beginning to see now how God has created me. What are you saying? I'm saying it's simple that don't get discouraged. Don't get heartbroken because you've been put on the injured reserve, so to speak. This thing gonna work out for your good. What you're going through right now, maybe it's going to work out for your good. If you say that you are a Christian, and if you say you've been born again, that means you have a God on your side who's going to use these things, what he allowed to bring you to another level with him. I guarantee you, when your back gets so up here, if you are a Christian, a true Christian, when your back up against the wall, the first thing you do is hit your knees. Some of you used to go to bed without praying, but when the, when the pressure is really on, you get on your knees tonight, baby. Just jumping in the bed saying it ain't enough. You want to get on your knees. God, you hear me? Look here, God. You know, I mean, you serious at this point. God knows how to make things serious. Watch this. Romans eight twenty eight. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and who are called according to his purpose for them. I don't care how bad it looks in your life. I don't care how far God puts it on the shelf. He's doing it because he's going to make it work out for your good. I don't care how bad they're coming against you on your job. I don't care how bad they're talking about you. God said, I can make this thing work out for your good because you love me. Even if you get fired from your job, God has a way of making that thing work out for your good. He can make it work for your good. That's if you really love him. It'll work out for you. But what is he trying to do? He's trying to get you to be obedient to him. He's trying to develop this relationship with him. Watch this. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification. Let me pause right there. Sanctification. Actually, that's a process. When I told you You are a working process, God really means it. There's a progress going on inside of you right now that God is calling salvation, sanctification, redemption. All this is going on in you right now. God is trying to get you to a point where you belong totally to him, where he's sanctifying you to do a work for him. So therefore, this process of sanctification is very, very important. Look at this. For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in sanctification and in honor. God's saying this, I want you to know how to possess your vessels in honor, to sanctify these vessels, to realize that they are for my use and not your own. If you're going to live a satisfied life, it's going to be because of the fact you realize it's not about you. This thing is so much bigger than you. God created you at a point where you learn how to give, and that's what messes us up. All of our life, we've been brought up receiving. When you were a baby, you received everything. You didn't have to change your own diaper. When you cried, they would feed you. When you woke up in the middle of the night, they got up at night. When you got up in the morning, you need a bath, they would take you a bath. We have been trained from day one to be receivers. When we were born, we were trained to be receivers. What happened? You got born again. And that changed everything. Only thing about it, you didn't recognize the change. (laughs) You, You didn't realize God has shifted some things. He doesn't want you necessarily to be a receiver. That's why you had to be born again. You got it twisted. Now he wants you to give. That's why most marriages are not together and won't hold on because you've got receivers. I want what's mine. You want what's yours. And we wonder why this thing ain't working. But if I learn to give and you learn to give, my happiness is not what I go after. I go after Miss King's happiness to make sure she has it. She comes after me to make sure I'm happy. That's the way God created us to be. Most of us in here are twisted. We're just receivers. You just receive it. What can I get out of this? What's in this for me? And you come to God, now that you are saved with the same mentality, what's in it for me? When God said, but I created you for my use, for my glory. No, you can't have it your way. This is not Burger King. This is a kingdom. Yeah. Amen. Amen. This is God's way of doing things, not your way of doing things. You will never be satisfied as long as you keep trying to look out for you. You cannot be. You've been recreated. You've been born again. You'll never be happy trying to satisfy yourself. Baby, you have a God you have to glorify. And he has rewired you. You've been rewired. And you don't understand it. That's why he keeps trying to train you, trying to equip you, trying to get you ready for something that you ain't even ready for right now. He sent you from here to here to here to there. Well, why is that part now about fornication? fornication? Because it results in soul ties. Now, not only does God have to deal with you, you wonder why God's so hard on, on, on fornication and sex outside of marriage? Because you're sinning against your own body. You're bringing some other mess inside of you that now God has to deal with them as well as you. And now you're hearing all these voices going on when God's trying to speak to you because all these soul ties are going on inside of you. It's even harder now to obey God because you've got all this mess inside of you. When God told you, when you do this, you sin against your own body. You're causing yourself stress Well, he should have told me that on the beginning. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. All right. All right. He got a way of getting it out of you. Mm-hmm. I want you to be confident of this, though, before I get to the main thing. That God's not like man. What, about, what do you mean, Pastor? Let me show you. Being confident of this the very thing, that he, he who began a good work in you will complete it until the day of Christ. Because you are saved, because you believe in God, God has begun a work in you. He's beginning to rewire you. And God is not the type of a God who's going to start a work and not complete it. You might not want him to, but you gave him permission to start it. And he's not going to look bad because you got halfway and decided you don't want him to work on you no more. It ain't going to happen that way, baby. He that has begun a good work in you said that he was going to continue it until the day you meet Christ. You can run to the next city. You can go join the next church. You can make your bed in a pit of hell. If God ain't through with you, he's going to be right there waiting on you. He is not the type of a God who's going to start something and leave it incomplete. He is not going to leave you incomplete. He's not going to leave you incomplete. You hear me? God is not going to leave you incomplete. He begun something in you, and he ain't about to stop it. You can cry, you can yell, you can shout, you can scream, but he's not going to stop it. Because the work is a good work. You know why they put you out when they get ready to operate on you? Because you know you're going to have too much pain to endure it. So they knock you out. You know what God does? <laughs> Not so much does He knock you out, but He does a work on you that you want to knock yourself out. You know what? I don't know when God delivered me from some stuff. But I know that he delivered me from it. And when he delivered me from it, I couldn't even go back to it. I'm going to tell you the truth about me. And I told my my children, they know it. Daddy wasn't always a good dude like he is now. (laughs) I had some issues. Yeah, I smoked a little dope. I did a little this, a little that. And now I smell some dope and I just get mad at the world. He, he rewired me so that I don't like the stuff that I used to do. Yeah. When I say I've been born again, yeah. baby, trust me, I have been born again. Yeah. I'm looking for ways to get out of my mess, yeah. not to continue my mess. I am born again. Some of you are looking for ways to stay in your mess. You're going to cause God to take you to another level. Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 6. For the Lord disciplined those he loved. Does God love you? And you know he loves you? The way I know he loves me, he wears my tail out. He gets me and he gets my mom. tail. I'm going to get you I'm going to get you good. Well, he gets me and he gets me good. I wake up in the middle of the night praying the Holy Ghost. <laughs> can't sleep at some nights because he's dealing with me. He gets me to a point that I, I can't get comfortable in sin. I can't do you wrong and be okay with it. I can't even see you unhappy and let you walk away sad. He he's, he's re- rewired my circuit some kind of way that I don't even understand myself no more. I love people who are out to get me. That's something wrong That's me. Sometimes am I wonder, am I losing it? I know you don't like me, but I'm trying to pray for you. Something has gone, I, think, I thought, wrong inside of me. And God said, no, nah, this is the way you're supposed to act. This is the way you're supposed to handle things. People cuss you out. You, you, don't, you, don't, you don't cuss. My wife gets mad at me about something. I'm trying to find out what's wrong with me. What do I do? And all the other time, I'm like, pss. I've been rewired. How did he rewire you? Through discipline. Watch this. For the Lord disciplined those he loves, and he punished each one he accepts as his child. Are you a child of God? Do you want to live a satisfied life? Yeah, it's going to get deeper. Are you ready to let God help you? Yeah. Let me tell you the truth. Whether you're ready for it or not, God's on the case. Yeah. From this day forward, remember I told you from the beginning, look at this as, a spiritual, as your spirit and from your spirit. You're going to see God's discipline. You're going to see God's hand on your life. He's not going to let you get away with murder no more. God's going to arrest you himself. He's going to grow you up. He's going to get you ready to be used like he wants to use you. He's going to get your mind off of you and put your mind on something else. Sometimes, people, when we get so frustrated with ourselves, it's because ourselves has gotten away. Yeah. When things are not going right in your life, there's a reason, there's a cause for it to not go right in your life. Yeah. You need to check yourself, and you need to see how far you are from God. You need to see how, how far away from God that you have stepped and don't even realize it. When I see people now, some people in the world came to me just this week and asked me to do something. That was totally outside of my character, my nature, but they asked me anyway. I said, are you crazy? And I won't tell you what it is because you might get the tape to them and they know who I'm talking about. (laughs) All right? But I could see so much wrong with what they asked me. But you know what? They couldn't see it. Why you can't do this? I said, because it's wrong. No, you ain't got to do it. Just do what I asked you to do, and I won't even, you don't, don't, excuse me? The world is looking at things totally different from us as Christians because we've been saved. God has brought us a long way, and now when you try to look back into the world at some stuff, baby, you see something wrong with it. There's something wrong with it. No, I can't go in the store and buy you some liquor. I can't do that. And what's wrong with you? you, you what's what you? You know, you ain't got no ID on you or something? Yeah, I do. But it's my ID. <laughs> oh, you tripping. You can't go get other. If you're not old enough to get away it look like me, boy, come on. But the world can't see stuff like that. But because you've been born again, God's going to show it to you. Watch this. As you endure this divine discipline, remember that God is treating you as his own children. How many of you right now, don't raise your hand, you're getting whipped right now? God's taking you through some stuff right now. It may be on your job. And watch this. You've got to be spiritual enough to understand when God's whipping you. Because if you're in the flesh, you'll think it's just something that happened. These folks being mean to me. These folks trying to get rid of me. It ain't them folks, baby. It's something that you have going on in your life that God's using men to chastise you. He's using them to get next to you. And if you don't humble yourself before before God, they will get rid of you. Whoever heard of having a child who was never disciplined by his father? Wait a minute. When they wrote this, fathers were disciplined their children. I believe the enemy understood this, and he took the fathers out of the home. Now there are no fathers in the home discipline their children. And you ask me what's wrong with the jails? The fathers are not disciplining their children. Now you see what this script is saying. If the fathers are not disciplining their children, what will happen? This race is almost gone. When fathers don't step up and discipline their children, the children will go astray. If God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, it means that you're illegitimate. If God don't get you for the wrong that you're doing, can I give you the King James Version? Can I tell you what it means? It's written in the King James, but can I tell you what that word is translating to King James? And not be ugly. Are y'all okay? you ain't going to tell nobody? All right. In the King James, it says that if God doesn't discipline you as he does all of his children, then you are a bastard. I'm fighting words, all right? You call me that, we're going to fight. Because God's trying to put some emphasis on the fact that if I let you get away with this, you're not mine. You don't belong to me. If you can sin and keep sinning and nothing happens, I'm going to say it, but you're going to think I'm cussing. Can I say it? You're a bastard. I want to hurt. Because I want you to see what God's doing in your life. Yeah. Now, I know we can't put that on the radio, Tammy. I don't want nobody saying that bad. I'm cussing in church. It's in the King James. But it says you are illegitimate. You don't belong to God. You're not his. If you can sin... And if he don't punish you, you don't belong to him. You're illegitimate. Watch this. What does that mean, Pastor? That hurts. To be called illegitimate, it literally means you have no inheritance whatsoever everything that belongs to God has nothing to do with you. You have no redeemer. You have no healer. You have no advocate. You have no God on your side. That is affirmation of damnation. Everyone in here, Instead of expecting to get away with your stuff, you ought to thank God that he won't let you get away with it. That's a sign that you have an inheritance. The reason why I correct my children, I try to talk to them about something, because whatever I leave for them, I want them to be able to inherit it and take care of it. But if you're acting a fool, then I take you out of my will. Why should I leave you something that's going to make you a worse fool than what you are when I'm here? Do you understand the mindset of God? So what God's trying to do now, he's trying to get you to live a satisfied life. In order to live that satisfied life, he's going to discipline you. He's going to bring some correction your way. He's going to straighten you up. Well, pastor, how does God straighten us up? He do it with the stripes of men. He used men, ages in this earth, to get next to you. I tell my kids, if I don't whoop you, the police will. If I don't get you, I told my daughter, Lord Jesus, when they get a certain age, y'all can't whoop them. You can't. If you don't whoop them when they're young, when they get old, you're just wasting your time. I tried to whip my daughter. I was wasting my time. She was carrying on a conversation with me. <laughs> but daddy, why are you whipping me? Daddy, what did I do? And I'm mad. I'm just beating. I done broke the switch. I done got me another switch. And I done broke it. But daddy, what's wrong? Daddy, what did I do? Pulled my belt off, tore my belt all up, trying to whip it. Daddy, ouch. <laughs> Couldn't break that high for nothing. I was so tired. What got I I had to get my abdomen pump. <laughs> Lay down in the bed. I was trying to cool off. I'm like, whoo! Oh <laughs> <"Whew>, Jesus. <laughs> I got so hot. My wife downstairs, she was laughing. She wouldn't come in there to help me. I laid down on the bed. I said, oh, Jesus, that's way too fast. <laughs> so I think about folks having heart attacks and everything. I'm like, God, God, you got to help me. I almost died. My wife used to tell me, You letting her get away with too much. I didn't know it. And when she did it, I knew it. I should have whipped you a long time ago. So I had to learn some things. I understand what God is saying. So what I have to do now is realize that I'm too old for God to handle me like He did when I was younger. So, what God does now, when I act a fool, instead of trying to whoop me, He just takes some stuff away from me. Stuff that I wanted. Stuff that I've been believing Him for. Stuff that I really thought I needed. You know what it did? It made me go search my heart, it made me go look at myself. And not blame him. You missed that one. Some of you all are not mature enough to blame yourself, cause you're still in soul survival. Yeah. You're trying to survive. Your soul is still kicking and trying to live, when God is trying to discipline you. So you get mad at God for what's happened in your life, and God said it's your fault, not mine you still acting like Adam. It's that woman you gave me. Don't say it too loud. Men look straight ahead. Don't get yourself in no trouble today. Mm -hmm. We go blaming somebody else for something that we allowed to happen. And God wants us to take ownership. Let me give you this. Since we respected our earthly father who disciplined us, should we submit even more to the discipline of our father of spirits who will live forever? And if we respected our daddy when he whooped us, why don't we respect God when he's chasing us? Why don't you accept the fact that I'm wrong and stop trying to lie to everybody and make them think they crazy? You know you're wrong. Well, my end's not me because I just didn't work that overtime. No, you've been acting a fool and God cut your ends off. (laughs) god got a way of getting your attention. And you ain't going to be honest with everybody else because you don't want everybody to know that you have secret sins. There's a word written in Scripture that said, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper. You might have it going on right now, but if God does not deal with you, that means you are an illegitimate child. Well, no, I know I'm saved. I know. Well, then your day coming. Either way, you got some trouble abroad. If you're sinning, and you, you're doing it, and God ain't disciplining you, either you're not his or your day coming. You cannot get away with it. I know. I told you it was gonna be quiet. I knew it was. It shut me up when I started putting it together. I had to go look at myself and make sure I got every I dot, every T cross, because I said, God, you know what? I, I don't need to be losing nothing right now. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I have too much at stake. You know what? I'm gonna be honest with you. I have too much at stake to sin. If I mess up, he can put somebody else in this place just Amen. as easy as he put me here. Amen. If I mess up, he can give somebody else a business. He can give somebody else a contract as easy as he give it to me. Amen. I have a reason to live right. Number one, because I love him. And it's the love of God to constrain me. Some of you don't have the love of God to constrain you. You say you love him with your lips, but your heart is so far from him. But in your way, you deny him. I love him too much to turn back to my old way of sin. I owe my wife and my children. Because I know whatever I do at this stage is hereditary. It's going to get in my genes, and it's going to pass down to them. To him that know it to do good and do it to not, to him it becomes sin. To know it, to do wrong, and to know you do wrong, there's no sacrifice for that sin. When you mess up at this stage, baby, and you know, your kids could pay for it. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're quiet. I don't believe that, Pastor. How did it happen? Well, scientists proved it. It's called DNA. Stuff has a way of getting into you, baby. And it can pass on, the Bible says, to the third and fourth generation. God ain't playing with us. I don't care how you're playing with Him, He ain't playing with you. He's serious about your sanctification. He's serious about your life. you playing games, and you let letting the devil play games with you because you don't see the consequences of your sin. Well, baby, your kid's going to see him. Does that not matter to you? Some of you in here right now, you know what you're fighting? You're not fighting demons. You're fighting your daddy's demons. That ain't fair to you, is it? It's not fair to your children for them to, to fight your demons either. I know you might not come back. <laughs> I knew that when, when God was giving it to me. Because I, I say, God, I might not even go back. <laughs> I'm going to show you one last thing. But I'm going finish reading this first. Hold on. Watch this. For our earthly father disciplined us for a few years, doing the best they knew how. But God discipline is always good for us. So we might share in his what? So what is God after? the way you're going to share in this inheritance, the way you're going to enjoy this life, the way you're going to live a satisfied life is that you're going to have to live holy. I know that's going to mess you up. That means you're going to have to stop smoking your dope. You're going to have to stop drinking. You're going to have to stop getting you some. Unless you want to get married. Let it sink in real good. Mm-hmm. some of you and it's going to hurt going to have to stop trying to find you a husband or a wife and find your God I know it hurts Mm Pastor you don't understand well Paul said it like this well don't tell me what Paul said Well, I've been telling you all day Paul said and to the widows and the unmarried I say unto you it's best that you remain this way. Amen. Now, Pastor, I was with you. Everybody else was against you. Now, you ain't got nobody with you. <laughs> I'm telling you what Scripture said. Why? Because when you are single, you can do so much for the Lord. think that's not right. I want to be married, and that's good. It's okay. But what if God's will for you to do His will? Well, I can do that married. You sure can. But what if it's okay to listen to that scripture that says it's best for you? But let me help you out. The Bible says if you cannot contain if you just got to get yourself some, then go ahead on and get married. Okay. If you're going to get some, you see all the young folks, you see them, 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 them young adults, they got their head down right now. they laughing real hard. They don't want to look up. Look up. If you're going to get you some, God said you got to get married. Amen, amen. Shh. Let me finish my scripture. Well, what if I don't? Then He's going to discipline you. I hate I came to church today. <laughs> Listen, people. I didn't get where I am by being disobedient. I got where I am by aligning myself up with Scripture, even though it hurt. I just showed you, Say it's not pleasant. It wasn't pleasant for me to put this flesh in alignment. And it was not easy. This thing kicked and grumbled and complained all the time. Oh, I could just do this. Oh, if I could just get it one time. Oh, I could just do this. Flesh was crying out. And I had to fast. I had to cry, God, you're going to help me. I I had to get serious with him. I just didn't get here. I progressed to this level. And you're going to have to get to your next level through progress. You are a work in progress, baby. He keep on working you. He's not going to stop you. He's not going to stop working through you. Here it is right here. No discipline is enjoyable while it's happening. I thank God I'm free now. I ain't running after women no more. I got me a good woman. Can you hold me up? Good. I ain't running after them crazy women. I ain't got to worry about my, my, my ties getting cut. My, 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 my glass getting broke out. I ain't got to worry about going down there and I got key lines down my truck. I ain't got to worry about that crap. I am so much more better. Come out there with a brick through my window and trying to explain to my wife what had happened. That ain't, that ain't cool. I ain't gotta worry about that stuff no more. It was painful when it was happening, but guess what? Now I'm okay with it. But afterwards, there's peaceful harvest of right living. Baby, I'm living right. And I'm so happy. <laughs> Woo! I'm so happy. I am so happy I'm living right. I am. I my toe balling up now. I'm so happy. I'm so, so happy. I'm living right. (laughs) Woo, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Y'all don't know where I came from. (laughs) Woo. Don't tell nobody. I'm telling y'all. But I was messed up. All right. I realized this. I realized one thing. And me trying to live a satisfied life or a happy life, When God put that part in there about holiness, this is my last statement. Watch this. In order to live a satisfied life, you must understand that God's more concerned with your holiness than he is with your happiness. Thank you for listening to Repairs of the Breach Ministries podcast. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us at rotbchurch.com. If you would like to be a blessing to us, please visit the website and select the donations link. Again, thank you for listening and have a blessed day.